the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Happy September 9th, 2013 to you. Lots to talk about today. Tis Monday. Tis first day of the week. With a week that it's expected to end with the red lights glaring. I.e. some bombs flaring. Maybe not, but that's kind of what's to be expected. So a bad historical rap. That's what the month of September has. It's been the worst month of the SP 500 on average since 1950. So far, it's been a glorious month. Should you sell now? I know, it's, they we're pursuing five up days. So sometimes reputations proceed and meh, they don't mean as much as you would want them to. Positive disposition, it's noteworthy because Asia's getting the Olympics. Japan will host the 2020 Olympics. But Rob, it's 2013. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So we have that. But there will be a lot of jobs created to create in a lot of stadiums. And there will be some economic activity. If it's smart or not, I think hindsight's always going to be 2020 on that one. So Syria, I, my belief, let's play the raw belief system. My belief says that we're going to bomb Syria this week. With or without congressional support, probably with it. Um, with that said, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Obama's going to strike and he's going to strike hard. It's about the only scenario he can play out right now. He can't hide behind the American doesn't want it. I just don't see it. Again, we can argue until I'm blue in the face, so you're blue in the face, but I just that's what I see happening. So we still have another eight days until tapering begins or doesn't begin. So we got that to think about. We still have Congress's inability to work on a budget resolve and a debt ceiling. A lot of worst-case scenarios could be out there. Eh, a lot of, meh, that wasn't so bad. Could be out there, too. There's a big fire blazing on Mount Diablo in California, and I'm like, meh, it's not my neighborhood. Cruise missile striking here. Meh, I don't live there. I'm not going to vacation there. So it's a Pavlovian buy-on-the-dip kind of mentality. Yes, please. Got a big seminar this week in, where is it? Good golly, where is it? Oh, it's in Los Gatos. It's Tolas Hotel, Thursday, 6.30 to 9. It's a retirement boot camp seminar. 
Sign up today, robblack.com. Also, when you're at robblack.com, if you hit visitor sign up, I'm going to send out a newsletter probably later today, tomorrow, if you want a copy of what's going on in the market and some sectors that I like in particular. Um, I will throw that out there. It's totally free. Japan's second quarter GDP was revised up. Yay! China said exports jumped a higher than expected 7.2%. Yay! China's consumer inflation rate held pretty steady. Yay! Like, is this all great news or what? Oh, there's also some talk that a lot of money's leaving the U.S. right now to start investing in Europe. Just throwing it out there for you. So Europe, not a big winner today. Um, maybe concerns about Syria? Maybe. It's more in their backyard than in Asia's. Further drop in long-term interest rates offers a little bit of a level of support for investors. I watched last night's Breaking Bad, and I can't wait. So looking forward to the next one. Like, that's kind of where my mentality is. I'm not necessarily totally caught up in Wall Street right now. S&P 500's up 7. Dow's up 82. NASDAQ up 18. So Dow's left 15,000 again. 10-year Treasury sits at 2.89%. Gold sits up a buck to 13.88. Now it's oil sits at 109, almost $110 a barrel. 10-year Treasury at 2.89. Okay. Yeah. Again, September 15th through October 15th. Lots of drama. Lots of drama. Um, tomorrow, Apple. Interesting to note, $500 a share. Everyone's expecting a thumbprint sensor for security which could enable some new commerce technologies, for sure. Some people are expecting more colors, a cheaper iPhone, a faster iPhone. Cheaper for international markets, faster for U.S. markets. Um, you know, I'm not going to get any... Ooh, and it has a charger on the bottom. Ooh. Like, we're not getting all that excited by these features. I'm looking forward to iRadio. See it compared to... Uh, Pandora. And that's about all. I, that's the excitement that I'm getting at this point. Maybe they wow us. GE to IBM ending retiree health plans an historic shift. Some of America's biggest employers from GE to IBM are increasingly moving retirees to insurance exchanges where they select their own health plans. A historic shift that could push more cost onto U.S. taxpayers. This is the unintended consequences of the Affordable Care Act by President Barack Obama. Time Warner said it would steer retired workers toward a private really run exchange days after similar announcement by IBM and GE. Trying to curb benefits in a move that may send some former employees to public insurance exchanges. While retiree health benefits have been shrinking for years, the newest cutbacks may quickly become the norm. About 44% of companies plan to stop administering health plans for their former workers over the next two years. Retirees are concerned their costs may rise, while analysts predict benefits will decline. Things are going to change pretty dramatically over the next two to three years. I think some people are going to be pretty disappointed. Private exchanges are designed to join with companies to find the best deals with the former workers. Public exchanges um, set to open October 1 were created to provide insurance for millions of uninsured Americans. So, got to be interesting. So, a lot of the companies like UPS, which really did used to give just great health care 
to their employers and their employer spouses. UPS told workers it would no longer provide health care for 15,000 spouses. I don't know. IBM's going to shift about 110,000 Medicare-eligible retirees towards uh, private exchanges. I don't think this is what a lot of people were expecting. So we'll see how uh, the next votes work out, right? To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Carl Icahn said that he's not going to pursue more efforts to defeat Dell and Silver Lake. And in a typical Icahn fashion, he writes a letter and he ends it with, I'm going to call Michael Dell to wish him luck. Parentheses, he's going to need it. Like, can't you just go away? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Um, death, of, death of cursive writing. A lot of people don't know this one. But cursive going away. Schools are finding limited time to teach students. More and more people are typing. More computers, tablets, and other tools. Only 11 of the 50 states have a mandate to do cursive in the curriculum. Got a big event coming up in Los Gatos Toll House Hotel, 639 this week. 639 Thursday evening. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. We'll take a break here. I want to see you out in Los Gatos. Come back, take a look at the market moving news that you can use. I'm Rob Black. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Big delays. on a lake and just realized his car. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Apple tops $500 a share ahead of their big event tomorrow. Microsoft launches Xbox Music. I know you're saying, what is Xbox Music? Well, it's been launched, and it is free. I know you're saying, what is it? Xbox Music Online is free. Carl Icahn's not going to pursue more efforts to defeat Dell Silver Lake. Macy's is making a push to lure millennials. They're bringing in brands like Nike, North Face, Under Armour, and CK Performance for the 13 to 30 age group. They're also bringing in some skiing and sailing gear from Helly Hansen. They're trying to attract yoga enthusiasts and rock climbers who want to wear the designs to work, but also to play. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. The SP 500 is up 7. The Dow is up 82. The NASDAQ up 18. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him, as always, at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, we recently got into a discussion with a caller who was afraid of the markets. Mm-hmm. And that concept is funny to me because markets don't, like, intrude into your life. They don't chop down your door. They don't steal from you. And to be afraid of the markets tells me he's probably approaching investing with the wrong attitude. It's more of a gamble for him than an investment. Well, people get afraid of their emotions. So, I mean, you know, I've been in the business for almost 20 years, and 
you see large corrections, and, and what I've learned very quickly is people have very short-term memories. Um, every year you tend to have three, uh, you know, an average of three, five to seven percent corrections, and every three years a 20 percent correction. And unfortunately, people invest with their emotions where they think they can be smarter and they think that timing the market really makes a difference. The fact is, is that you know, every time you look at corrections, five to ten years out, the chart's going to be higher. So if you think you can time that and save money and be in cash with all of your assets, you're insane. The better approach is, is to be in stuff that, that you like. If the market conditions change and you're more of a slow-growth economy or recession, you go more into defensive things that pay more dividends. So the chart will be higher eventually. And why not along the way? Why not collect these dividends and continue to add to the number of shares so that when the chart's higher, you have more shares and you're a happier person? Um, so if you're sitting there with cash, the markets run up, and now you're sitting at all-time highs and you're thinking, well, did I miss it? Should I go in at all? You get this panic situation to buy. So then you go from a panic situation to sell now, now to feel anxious about buying. So for people that are like that, what they really need to do is have a dollar-cost averaging plan where they say, okay, I'm going to create my financial plan. I need to know where I am in life. I need to know what asset allocation is going to get me to my goals. And then pick three to six months where you average into your portfolio. You do it systematically. On, uh, I like to do it every two weeks. But uh, if you're doing it on your own, maybe you do it every month. And you, you don't let the emotions drive your decisions. You write your plan down on paper and you build your portfolio over time. And you rebalance on at least an annual basis and stick with that. That has worked over the last 110 years. Not, no, I've never met anybody that times the market perfectly. Timing the market... In retirement is important only when you peel off your gains, but not trying to be in or out. It doesn't work that way. And that's why I like dividends, because when you invest in dividend-paying stocks, you get paid to wait. And some stocks you get paid 2 to 5% to wait. Um, so, you know, you've got to have a plan that takes the emotion out of it. I will say this, Rob, that the 2013 highs that we're seeing right now, I um, read an article the other day at Bloomberg that was talking about if you look at any other market high where the market gets to a high point and has trouble breaking through it over a period of time, if you look at the price-to-earnings ratio, the P.E. ratio, at other market highs that we've had since the 80s versus now, stocks are actually cheaper on a P.E. ratio basis. So, um, you know, right now the, the proof's in the pudding in terms of companies being able to continue to grow their earnings but it's not like stocks are outrageously expensive at this high. It's just that markets have a tougher time. Once they get to an all-time high, it takes a while to break through it. Sounds good. As far as the opposite of that, where people you know, see instead the markets are fearful, they see the markets as, ooh, I can make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I have to tone those people down, too. Like I have to uh, you know, ramp up and, and cheerlead the people who think things are evil, and I have to ramp people down who think things that are speculative. Yeah. Um, and and it, it runs deep. You know, Google's had an amazing run at a period of time going from 600 to 850. And people forget, last time they reported earnings, the stock fell 10%. That's like, be greedy when others are fearful, be fearful when others are greedy. And you just got to temper your enthusiasm. Everything in moderation, even moderation. If you feel like you're pushing the buy or sell bu- button based on any type of emotion, come back to it in 24 hours. Because I bet... The next day, you'll be able to find an article that makes you think the other way. There's always news out there. There's always Greek debt, European debt, U.S. debt, uh, you know, Lehman Brothers, whatever it may be. There's always something. 
that can make you either fearful or greedy if you read. Overall, how do you think greedy and fearful people end up on Wall Street? How do they end up on Wall Street? Yeah. How do you think it ends for them? In a sleeping bag outside of a building on Wall Street? I'm with you. <laughs> so just try to cut greed, and I guess that's where we came back to. The guy was fearful of the market, and I guess all we need to say is cut greed and cut fear out of your emotion base when it deals with investing for the future. It makes me want to find Spock and hire him because he had no emotion. It's interesting because one of the things that I – yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the Spock of money. Um, it's interesting. One of the things that I, I come back to again and again and again is – Look at the time frames. I mean, I'd be afraid of not being in the market if you look at a 40-year market you know, chart. I'd, so anyway, I'd be greedy. You like, have to. And, and you know, in a historically low interest rate environment, you're going to have to deal with more volatility if you want to be able to invest and get, retire- get to retirement. Yeah, I'm with you. Anyway, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, I've got a big event coming up Thursday evening, this Thursday in Los Gatos, down to the last three events of the year. This is one of them. You can sign up for the Retirement Workshop Boot Camp at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Again, it's um, Thursday from 6 to 9.30 with CFP Chad Burton at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. You do have to sign up at robblack.com. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we'll talk about. Um, as long as it's financially oriented, that helps. Apple's got a big event coming out tomorrow. Carl Icahn ends bid to stop Dell buyout. Economists are expecting 3% growth in 2014. Retail's always in the spotlight, but particularly this time of the year as we've moved from back-to-school season into the holiday season. We're going to see how much back-to-school was tied towards discounting. It looks like a lot of it, except for cars, housing, housing-related stocks, i.e. companies like Home Depot and Lowe's. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Big event coming up Thursday night in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. Take a break here. I'll be right back. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. McDonald's sandwich with lizard in it. It's a customer's claim that he found a lizard in his chicken sandwich. This comes from Singapore. Claimed that he bit into a sausage McMuffin and found a baby lizard. We've heard these stories our whole life. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Coo, 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 coo. Put in a mouse in their own beer. McDonald said in a statement that the mysterious apparition was actually a chicken vein. The sample collected is 100% chicken. The vein is white in color because the slaughtering process where blood had to be drained. That's just too much information for me. Uh, there's a picture of it. This is how corporations have to, you know, fight their brand and like do everything that they can to make sure that they don't give up uh, anything as far as brand awareness and how important it is. There's a lot of companies that are doing incredibly well on Twitter, tied towards you know branding. Oreo cookies, for instance, does incredibly well. There's an argument that I got into yesterday. I had to 
do a lot of blue-collar work. It's blue-collar weekend for me because of the warmth of the sun. But uh, home affordability. One of the big problems with the real estate boom that we've seen recently is who's able to afford the homes in the future, who's able to afford the homes now. And I guess you could go as far back and say who was able to afford the homes in the past. We've had a great deal of movement in the NAR Housing Affordability affordability Index. It measures a potential home buyer, i.e. you, and their ability to finance home purchases. It's worth taking a look at. It's telling. It's insightful. There's been a great deal of criticism on various indexes, and there's a great deal of criticism overall about housing, right? Everyone seems to have an opinion. I find it humorous that everyone seems to have an opinion about Syria. I just find opinions humorous, because I just don't think we're that well-developed of thought nation. So, going back towards housing, like you could say credit conditions have been incredible, incredibly opportunistic. It's certainly you know, a very blunt tool to say that low-cost credit has been you know, the big plus because it's keep beating mortgage rates low. You know, simplicity sometimes creates complex images that are tough to digest. Um, the affordability index, some people think, peaked in 2012, and it's been declining rather sharply since then. If you use current mortgage rates and house prices, you know, do they remain changed or unchanged? We've seen a 1% increase in mortgage rates in the last year, and we've seen house prices increase 10%. You combine that as a nation and the pre-recession affordability is gone. Some mortgage rates are up 1.5%. You know, household income growth is weak. We've seen it about 1% to 2% most. If you get another 1% jump in rates and another 10% increase in home prices, you're not going to see people being able to afford the homes, other than people who are willing to throw money at the home for no reason. So homes just are losing their affordability. So if you got in in 2006, 2007, 2008, congratulations. If you didn't, eh, you'd be left a little bit behind. Just got an email from John. He says, with mutual funds that are small, mid, and large cap, and those three cap funds are growth, value, and blend, I want to keep my fees down. If I want to go small cap or if I want to go small cap growth or small cap value, small cap blend, same goes if I want some mid-cap exposure. What are the differences to them? And is this too much diversification? No. John's asking about what's basically a tic-tac-toe board. 60%, roughly, I want to say 60%, because this is a theoretical starting point. Some people need more, some people need less. 60% of your equity decisions should be on the tic-tac-toe board. So if you draw a tic-tac-toe board, and on the columns... You write value, blend, growth. And on the rows, you write from top to bottom, small, mid, large. 
you want six or three? You want the six outside options, large growth, large value, mid-growth, mid-value, small growth, small value, or you want the middle three, which is small cap blend, small mid-cap blend, large cap blend. And if you want to go 10% in each, that's a theoretical starting point. Now, why am I, why am I saying theoretical starting point? Because you and I are different. Maybe a hot chick. I'm not a hot chick. Maybe I want to be, but I'm not. You may be an old engineer. You may be a young blue-collar cement pour. I worked with cement this week, and I love cement. Anyway, um, you are who you are, and it's unique to you, and it's a privilege to be you. As an investor, you need to take that into consideration. You need to save a million dollars before you retire, minimum. And that could be in a pension. If your pension is going to pay you forty to $60,000 a year, you've done it. Now, I think you need more than a million because I'm planning for me, not you. So some thoughts here are... Um, some thoughts here are... When I say in theory you need 60% equities... U.S. based, maybe you only want 40% international or emerging, but then out of your 60% equities, you also want 20% bonds and 20% some sort of income. Theoretical starting point. Now, if you're 65, you probably want more income, less stocks. If you're young, you probably want more stocks, less income. So that 60% equities would be maybe 80%. Again, this is theory. and you know, Stocks are considered more growth-oriented than bonds. Bonds are considered more growth-oriented than real estate. There's different type of bonds that are growthier than others. There's different type of stocks that are growthier than others. So with John and his email... There's going to be some overlap. You know, if you own an S&P 500 fund, you own Apple. A lot of people don't quite grasp that. But you also own Dell. You also own Microsoft. Oh, I like the Apple part. Tell that story again. So, if you go with pure indexes, like a Russell 2000 for your small cap, I think it's a great way to go. You can go with ETS, exchange traded funds. There will be some overlap from time to time. But if you're going with pure indexes, it's less likely because they're basing their decisions typically on market cap size and not necessarily blending. But if like you go with like a tech index, that might blend and cause overlap with an S P five hundred index. So an interesting report this weekend on immortality. And that brings up a big question. Deutsche Bank global strategist Sanjeev Sanyal, he wrote a piece this weekend about global population. And he said, the world is approaching a major turning point in its demographic trajectory, and we think that the shift is likely to be sooner than later. Global fertility rate has been steadily dropping since 1950. China, the world's most populous country, he said, is skewed gender ratio. Global fertility will fall 
for the replacement rate in less than 15 years. And this is important because a big part of investing is future taxpayers to support older, non-paying taxpayers, retired. Overall, world population still could expand for a couple more decades due to momentum in the age structure and rising longevity. That's not good. But this lag effect will ultimately ease off unless we discover the elixir of immortality. In other words, he says, forecasts suggest the world population will peak at least half a century sooner than they expected. And it'll be about 2.8 billion below the UN's projection. So he said in his piece, we want to alert readers to the strong likelihood that the future trajectory of world population could be an order of magnitude below what conventional projections suggest. People and babies are consumers. It's a very, very weird concept. And it talks, this piece talks about the way you should invest and the way your children should invest. I don't know. Just something to think about. Could the world use a population swing on the lower side? Probably. I'm not going to get into the politics of that, but I'm guessing probably you could use that. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I think the most interesting story of the day so far that I've seen is Macy's gearing their clothes towards millennials. Take a break here. Back in just a couple minutes. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. It costs roughly $241,000 to raise from age 0 to 17. That's a lot of money. That's not even including the alcoholic beverages that you have to consume, worrying and stressing about your children. To cut down on the anxiety of $241,000. Now, of course, not every kid's going to cost that because some people are in a lower income bracket and they just refuse. Thus, you too could refuse to pay that. $241,000 is Bentley convertible. Every year this statistic comes out. It doesn't include the cost of pregnancy or of college. People like myself throw it out there, $241,000. And you're like, well, I'm going to talk about that today at lunch with uh, coworkers. Families that earn less than 60000 a year spend less than half than those who earn over $100,000 a year. So you can raise your kids for less. Out of the cost, the top four expenses add up to about 78% of the total cost. That's kind of interesting. The other 22%, which I'll get to the first 78%, but the other 22% is health care. So 8% clothing, which is about 6%, and miscellaneous, which is about 8%. So rent or mortgage property taxes, insurance, repairs, utilities, furnishing, and appliances. You know, a bedroom's part of your home, right? But you're still paying for it. You know, having two or three kids means having one or two rooms. Having three or four kids, it's two or three rooms, right? Now, conversely, this argument's kind of flawed because if you own a big home or you own a home and it goes up in value... You become richer, but not poor. So, a couple things that you can do. 
Um, there's some new cool thermostats that you can get. It saves your family money on your housing. I highly recommend Nest. Property taxes. You can fight them if you want. Insurance is go with a higher deductible, and that'll lower your cost. Try not to use it. You can also shop your policies. Repairs, like changing your filters, caulking. A lot of those things you can do yourself. I probably spend, I don't know, 50 days of the year. Does that sound about right? Yeah, probably about 50 days a year just doing home improvements that I enjoy. And that ranges from like mowing the lawn to cleaning the gutters myself. But education is pretty expensive. Stay at home, education or not, you know. Food's costly. But, you know, what's kind of interesting. They say that if you shop at like CVS or a drugstore, that it takes a college education to stop buying brand name drugs. Now stop and think about that for a second. So let's say I have a college education, you don't. Well, let's say you don't do and I don't. Okay, you've got the college education. I'll insult myself this time. I'm more likely to go out and buy Tylenol. You're more likely to go out and buy the CVS brand that has Tylenol in it or a Tylenol-like product. Generics reduce prices over 30%. So it's like getting 30% off all your drugs. Same thing goes with food. The difference between the tomato paste Hunts and the tomato paste Safeway brand, I can't tell the difference. After you throw in some spices, they're about the same, in my opinion. I buy things in bulk that make sense. Um, laundry detergent, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to... You know, like, there's ways to cut costs, and there's people don't do it. I don't know. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Um, labor markets and tapering pains. The labor market was painful on Friday. The tapering pains that are going to come or not going to come are going to change the way our economy works. And that's okay. Private sector payrolls rose by 152,000. Expectations were for 180,000. That's well off the mark. Unemployment rate dipped from 7.4 to 7.3%. That's but because the labor force participation rate dipped as well. If the labor force participation rate remained the same, the unemployment rate would have increased nearly 7.6%. So these were bad numbers. You know, some initial reaction, what's going to happen with the Fed? If the Fed decides to make a tapering announcement, it would be due to a reflection that cost of quantitative easing are outweighing its benefits. Not due to an improving economy. Not due to inflation expectations. Or maybe it is due to inflation expectations, but not due to inflation. Economic data has been uneven, and it's, you know, we saw some great manufacturing numbers last week. We've seen some great numbers out of Asia. So if the Fed makes a tapering announcement in September, the September employment report will quickly become the most important data point on that release in early October. It's going to be released October 4th, the first Friday of October. And then we're going to start talking about budget agreements. Then we're going to talk about debt ceilings. There's a lot of negatives coming up. I think we are going to strike Syria, with or without congressional support. So we're walking some delicate, thin lines. 
And that always gets people a little bit on the freaked out spook side. That's okay. Freaked out and spooked is good because it curbs speculation. S&P 500 is up 7 today. The Dow is up 82. The NASDAQ up 18. Apple's got their big announcement tomorrow. What will it be? I hope it slices bread. Got a big event coming up Thursday in Los Gatos. A boot camp retirement session. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Thursday, Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at robblack.com. Robblack.com. Join CFP Chad Burton weekdays at 1 for New Focus on Well. Hi, this is Chad Burton. Each day I'll weed through the noise on Wall Street and point out the current market issues that truly affect your path to retirement. We'll cover everything from college planning to real estate, the economy. Please try it risk-free by calling a report here on KBOW. Listen in on Tuesday night, 6 Bob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the walk. And your money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Good day. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The headlines today, Apple reclaims $500 a share. Dow is up 100 plus points. It's a good day. With that said, where do we go tomorrow? Dow is now up 85. NASDAQ's up 22. SP 500 up 7. 10-year Treasury sits at 2.9%. Some of the headlines that are out there today in my world, Apple, $500, big event tomorrow. Barebone iPhone. I think the big question is how low will Apple go on their iPhone cost price? That's going to be something we all watch. Because we know they're coming out with a new iPhone that's faster. Kind of goes up being said these days. Apple's media event is sometimes dramatic. I hold a long equity position in Apple. New iOS 7, maybe an Apple TV. But the cost of the cheap iPhone is going to be important for Asia and China in particular. There's a big event coming up to the 11th, September 11th, in China for Apple. China's important because of 700 million subscribers. 180 million of them are in the 3G category, which is a rapidly growing clip for China. NTT Docomo has got 60 million subscribers. So NTT Docomo, 60 million. China Mobile, 700 million. You know, Apple sold 121 million phones of the last four quarters, potentially expanding their market by 800 million. It's going to be pretty meaningful if Apple gets 10% of that. Increases its iPhone unit sales by 
It's just simple math. So the 5C, a colorful phone, mid-price range. Eh. It's been called a game changer. Eh. The iPhone 5C follows in the footsteps of the iPad Mini. It is certain to be a catalyst to sales. The question is, how much will it eat into their premium sales? The iPad Mini created a scenario where 8 million more iPads sold each quarter. So it was pretty impressive. Apple's going to show off its iOS 7. This could be a replacement cycle for its uh, iPhone 4 and 4S models. Uh, ultimately, you see the new software that won't run on your hardware, so you're like, ooh, time to go. Boop boy. If iOS 7 behaves as well as its reviews are suggesting, it could be the next must-have software. Equaling, I must have it, I must get a new phone. The touch sensor finger-based, fingerprint technology-based technology, it could help propel Apple. They bought a company called the Fintech a touch sensor fingerprint authorization company a couple years ago. Fingerprint authentication means greater security for enterprise. I don't really care about the personal side of it. I care about the enterprise. You know, 20 years ago, you would go into a corporation and you'd see Dell boxes everywhere. Now you see Apple boxes. Dell had its day, and it was a great investment when it did. Apple will probably... Update some content partners with Apple TV, but don't expect an Apple television. Don't expect an iWatch. Um, Apple said to be waiting for its iPod moment to release a smartwatch. Maybe that's because Samsung's watch is looking disastrous. Maybe they want people to see it. We used to buy MP3 players that were like big old hard drives, and then Apple came up with an iPod. So... Apple wants to have that final product be that moment when you're like, that's what I want, and I want it now. So that's some of the headlines that we're working with for tomorrow. But you're like, but today, today, we need to talk about today. Friday was stunk, as far as the jobs numbers go. I don't know if you listen to the show, but I do. Growth-sensitive sectors lead today after China reported a better-than-expected trade surplus of $28 billion on a 7% rise in imports. An 11.3% rise was expected. Home builders rebounding. Basically, the treasury yield not really falling apart. We need the home builders to build homes. A lot like the automakers build autos, it puts people to work. Tokyo selected as host 2020 Olympics. Why is that important? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I think it's important in large part because it'll bring a lot of economic activity to a country that needs a lot of economic activity. Will it be a cure-all? No. Wells Fargo said they expect a decline in third-quarter mortgage revenue and originations. That's interesting now. I like Wells Fargo enormously as a stock for a long-term patient investor. It's had a great run. I think financials are still set up to have good runs, and I think that's important to note. Caterpillar higher today. Apple higher today. Uh, Asia much higher today. Europe not so much. It's expected that President Barack Obama is going to go to the public seven times. 
seven times and asked for the ability to strike Syria. He's going to do this all before Congress meets to decide if he has the ability to strike Syria. He's going to try to convince us. And it's going to be a scenario that I think ends with us striking Syria. It just feels that way. And history tends to repeat itself. We tend to act as the moral conscious that should be the UN, but the UN's now, there's a theory out there that the G7 is really the G0, the G20 is really the G0. The countries are no longer banding together to come up with consensus. They're basically saying, you know what, I don't want it. I'm out. The idea of getting a free iPhone, or I'm sorry, an Amazon phone, is ludicrous, right? Amazon's flatly denying reports that it's preparing to launch a new smartphone that would be free to customers. It could possibly be tied to your Amazon Prime account. Amazon has the potential to disrupt the smartphone market with a mobile-first e-commerce play. It's an interesting thought. And I'll tell you why. This is technology. It's smaller, cheaper, and faster. And it's going to create problems. Because we're talking about it. Doesn't mean that it's absolutely going to happen. No. But it means that it's not the craziest thing that you've ever heard of. Amazon introduced a Prime phone that you get for free. It's a smartphone. They could offset it by saying, hey, look, you're paying $79 a year for shipping. So you're basically paying $79 a year, plus you get a, probably a data plan that you're going to be paying for, right? You're not totally going to go into it losing money, I don't think. And they'll give you a free phone every two years or whatever, as long as you do your purchasing set up through Amazon Prime. If they control the ecosystem of apps, your phone becomes a wallet. It's already happening enormously on Apple, where your phone is now storing purchases and transactions. It's an interesting thought. Come meet me Thursday night. I'm going to go over some holdings. CFP Chad Burton will be there doing a retirement workshop boot camp. Thursday, 6.30 to 9 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Sign up at robblack.com. Takeover deals. Molex jumped 31% after. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I have a TV show today on Channel 4 Cron at 11. Going to talk about housing. Going to go over some of the basic concepts of technology and what I'm looking for, particularly out of Apple tomorrow. Calls on the air. You can call the TV show or the radio show. The radio show is on right now, so pick up the phone and call me here. 800-516-1220. I believe that we should all have at least 20 books that define us. I think we all should be able to recommend 20 quotes that define us as investors and as people. It's just a thing that helps me remind myself where I began my thought processes. I reread one book a year from my favorites. I don't know. Like John Maynard Keynes, The General Theory of Employment, Interest in Money. I know you're saying, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And we're not talking about having fun. 
To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Uh, money invested in more. The S&P 500 up 7. The Dow up 81. The NASDAQ up 24. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton can be found at newfocusfinancial.com. I got an email recently, Chad. Uh, 51-year-old guy, no children, $40,000 in his 401k, $80,000 in an IRA account, so $120,000 at age 50, um, emergency count of $20,000, and he wants to know, does he need a CFP? 51 with $120,000. I think that maybe a a career advisor might be a little bit better because you're in a situation where I get those emails a lot too, Rob, and they're like, okay, what what fund should I go in They give me the – the, the safest growth-adjusted return or risk-adjusted return for the long run. That's not your situation. Your situation is is you're going to be working until you're 75 years old. So make sure you're in a career that your body can handle until right. you're 75 years old. And that might mean, you know, instead of taking the next $20,000 to invest, maybe get some retraining and get some get a career move. I know. it. I get emails like that, and I, it's almost insulting to send back an email saying, you don't have enough to retire. You're probably not going to ever retire with the lifestyle that you see in the lifestyle of rich and famous. Get a better career. He's 51, Chad. Yeah. He's been working for 30 years, and now we're telling him to get a job. It's that type of plan B situation where, okay, either it's reverse mortgage time, either it's move out of the state. It could be out of the country. A lot of people are moving out of the country to get cheaper cost of living. I wouldn't mind moving to Thailand and have a little Thai, Thai woman... Walk on my back every day. There you go. Yeah. A little Thai okay. massage action. <laughs> Let's talk some rules of thumb in retirement. What do we need to know? Um, I think one of the, the worst rules of thumb that I see out there is you're going to spend less in retirement. That, that's true in your 70s and 80s. So a lot of people have a rule of thumb that they think they're going to spend less. Yeah. The, the old one was you're only going to need 70% of what you had when you were working in retirement. And the first couple of years, I see people spend more. Because of the vacations, the purchasing of the motorhomes, second homes, uh, going to see the grandkids, that, that type of thing. You're, you're, you're doing the honey-do list and the fix-up of the home, um, or you're doing the, the, the travel bucket list. You know, So you, you might spend a little bit more in retirement. Um, the other one is that tax, taxes will be cut in half in retirement. I'm not seeing that because more and more people are retiring with the bulk of their savings in 401ks. Yeah. So they're they're actually underestimating their taxes in many cases, and, and we're in a situation where, as the economy approve, improves, taxes will probably go up, and some benefits will probably be cut. Gotcha. So I, I would not estimate taxes being cut in half. You do need a very detailed financial plan, and you know, so you know what your taxes are each and every year in your in your retirement income plan. And uh, the biggest one too, or one of the biggest ones, is healthcare is free. You know, I'll admit. At one point in my life when I was younger, I thought seniors got free health care. Yeah. I thought that's what Medicare was. Yeah. I thought we were given free health care to retirees, but it's not. I still talk to a lot of people that don't realize, or nor do they have a plan. They're retiring at 60. They have no idea what they're going to do from 60 to 65 for health care costs. But even after that, if you, you look at what the average person pays over retirement for their Medicare Part B, yeah. uh, which comes right out of their Social Security check, and by the way, if you make a lot of money, You'll yeah. pay twice as much as your neighbor because there's, there's two-year back testing on the income means for, for Medicare. Bitter. Because um, I do make a lot of money. Yeah, kind of a big deal. And, kind of a big deal. And then you – but that's just – you know, you still have huge deductibles on Medicare, so you get a supplemental policy, and then you have policies that cover prescription costs and then co-pays. So 
the average person's still going to pay you know five to six hundred bucks a month minimum on average after they're even on Medicare. Through and that cost is going up at five to six percent a year. You know where the rule of thumb came from? No, actually I don't. It was English law where a man was allowed to beat his wife with a stick so long as it wasn't longer or thicker than his thumb. No, the, the stick couldn't be thicker than his thumb. So wow, he couldn't hit her with a bat, for instance. Um, and the judge basically became known as Judge Thumb, and it was you know back in the 1700s, English people had this whole satire thing going on where they'd print newspapers and they'd you know turn a whimsical thing into hilarity, mm-hmm. so or a bad rhyme. So you were allowed to hit a woman, a wife, with a stick so long as it was no thicker than your thumb. Did an angry wife finally is shoot good, him with a pistol? Is that a good rule? No comment. No comment. Just checking. Anything else we need to know? Bad rules of thumb for retirement? Uh, you'll be okay if you draw 4% or less out of, your, out of a portfolio that's balanced. You'll be fine. Um, there are situations where if you look at a person that retired in 75 with, with that rule, they were fine. But if you reverse the order of the returns in the stock market and the bull market, the bad market came first and the bull market second, yeah. they ran out of money at age 83. So it, you have to have more, a, more of an income strategy than drawing 4% or less out of your portfolio. And the, the other one is you can retire with a million dollars. That's fine if you're 65 and you only want 40000 a year of adjusted income for inflation. It's not much money. A million dollars doesn't get to what it used to. No, not if you're going to – you've got to figure that you have to have enough to live till you're 100. With that said, that CFP Chad Burton, neither he nor myself endorsed hitting a woman ever with stick or without stick. I need to go on record for that, so – don't blame your domestic violence. I heard Rob Black say it was okay. I did not say that. You can find Chad Burton at uh, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, we do these wealth preservation retirement seminars all the time. You can find out about the one coming up shortly at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. And I'm Rob Black. You can find out this wealth preservation event coming up. It's Retirement Boot Camp Thursday. It's going to be this Thursday, three days from now. It's going to be at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's Thursday from 6.30 to 9. Um, come on out. I'd love to see you. Um, these are always good events. And, uh, you know, there's only three more events left in the year. We're down to 100 days before Christmas. Are you ready? We'll take a break here. We'll come back. Pick up the phone. Call the show. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget to watch me on TV today on Channel 4 Cron at 11 o'clock. People who are in their 40s, 50s as far as taxes coming up with their estates. The mortgage, credit cards, and all that. Points, a gain of 0.7%. That's a Bloomberg. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Like crap. Oh, my. 800. 
to get your calls in there. I don't get very many phone calls. I think it's because I'm mean to people. <laughs> Which I absolutely adore that title. Uh, because the cute part about that is I actually help a lot of people. And sometimes it's via being mean. It's what's referred to as tough love. I'm good with that. So Apple's big media event tomorrow is going to be a driver in the stock market. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they're a big piece of the S&P 500. People will respond to it. World population is going to peak in 2055, unless we're, we discover some sort of elixir of immortality. You hear that story, and it, it doesn't necessarily ring and hit you. But it rings and hits me, because... I think the growing population of South Korea and India are important. So, I'm paying attention to that. Amazon not going to launch a phone this year, but maybe next year, tied towards Amazon Prime services. That's the damnation game that we play with technology. It's always smaller, cheaper, faster. If you take a look at what's happening in you know, uh, media... I feel that cable televisions become very bloated, and companies that are able to do smaller, cheaper, saves us time. It's faster to find what we want. It's a topic that's often most poorly understood, I find, in financial literacy. The Boston bombing marathon story is a very powerful reminder of something that you need. And we don't tend to focus on it. And that is disability insurance. There was a lot of people badly injured in Boston. And they're going to be hitting serious financial consequences as they cope with the injuries for years. A major injury could diminish or halt your ability to produce income, which is probably the most important thing from age 20 to 60. About 70% of working people don't have disability insurance in the United States. And those who do may end up with smaller payments than they expected because benefits are usually tied to base pay. Bonuses, overtime pay, and commissions are excluded. One reason a lot of people think about disability insurance or procrastinate on it is that they're young. If you're in your 20s, you have a 3 in 10 chance of becoming disabled before you hit retirement. That's pretty high. 30% chance, and again, 70% of Americans don't have disability insurance. Your risk rises as you age. More than 90% of large employers provide some sort of long-term disability. About 32% provide additional coverage called accidental death and dismemberment. How many people accidentally get dismembered? Not many. You may have been enrolled automatically in disability insurance when you joined a company and you think, hey, I'm done. But if you receive an injury that keeps you out of work for a few months, more than just a few days, you'll probably qualify for short-term disability payments for three to six months. Most employers' policies provide replacement of about 60% of income. You can get that up to 75 to 80% by buying additional coverage. No insurer will replace 100% of your income. It would eliminate your incentive to return to work. So disability insurance is one of those areas that we don't talk a lot about. It's not sexy, but we should talk about it more. Oh, Breaking Bad has me anxious. That was a brutal show last night. Brutal. 
retail's in the spotlight, in large part because back to school is transitioning to the holidays. And we're at the holidays. Whether you know it or not, it's September. And we'll start seeing Christmas decorations probably about a month from now, if not sooner. Tragic, but very, very common. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The S&P 500 is up eight. That's a nice day. Five up days in a row. Considering September is supposed to be an awful month. Thank you, September, for the first third of it being wonderful. You're supposed to be awful. So I'm totally good with that. We see gold traded about 13.86 an ounce today. Apple's getting ready to come up with a big event tomorrow. Uh, what will be announced, what won't. I think that's got a lot of people, you know, excited about their stock and or, you know, getting ready to hedge it. Facebook's hitting a new high today, $44 and a quarter. What's interesting to note about that is at 24, no one loved it. At 44, people love it. Fascinating, right? I think they've got three quarters of amazing growth, and people are fascinated with growth. After that, I think you're going to start seeing a slowing in growth, but I don't know. Uh, are we willing to you know, bet on that right now? I think people are willing to pay for growth. They're not willing to look at valuation on a company like a Facebook. Sky Mall, which is probably one of my favorite magazines to flip through offline, they now have a Spanx-like product for men. <laughs> that would be something to behold. So basically, it's uh, called a torso toner. And it's like one of those one-piece bathing suits that you saw in the 1910s and 20s men wearing. I don't know. Can't imagine, like, uh, getting into an intimate moment and someone finding your torso toner, which is sucking in your gut. Amazon not going to launch a phone this year. That's a story. Microsoft is making Xbox Music Service free. They're trying to really grow that service sector and be seen as a device company and not just a Windows 8 company. Each calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Big event Thursday in Los Gatos at the Schoolhouse Hotel. Sign up at robblack.com. Are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.